Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and I am overjoyed to have the authority on annoying actor behavior on the pod. He is a singer, actor, and TikTok star. Please welcome to the mic, Rocky Patera. Hello. Thank you for the intro. You're welcome. Can I tell you something? I Well, first, I really love the theme song to this podcast. Can you, how did that, how did that come about? So, uh, Amanda Dark Angelus wrote and recorded it. Um, she's a genius. And I literally, <laughs> I was like, hey, can you make my theme song? I literally just want it to be, why are you like this? And I really love, like, 80s, like, straight drum rhythms. Yeah, yeah. Like that uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, just, like, future nostalgia vibe yeah and then she said that's literally the first pass that was the first round and i love it that's incredible yeah it's great so yeah it's a vibe it's a vibe vibe. you know i think the last time i saw you was i believe three years ago at pride we passed each other on the street in the west village oh my gosh well do you remember this no um (laughs) Famously, that pride was not my um, highest moment of like clarity as a human. Um, uh, it could have been four years ago. It could have. It, yes. And that pride, I was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it no, really it's... can change on a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the glory of being gay. You can never count your pride. <laughs> How you been, babe? I, I've been all right. Um yeah, this I uh, I've been just watching a lot of Hey Arnold today. Okay, isn't that fun and exciting? That's fun. Were you a Hey Arnold kid originally, or is this your first time? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, I was a Hey Arnold uh, kid originally, and um, and I find that I gravitate back to uh, Hey Arnold whenever I'm just feeling a little bit down. So I'll just like put it on uh and just kind of soak into nostalgia i'm very i'm a very nostalgic person i don't know if if you're the same way are you the same way i do watch gilmore girls in a never-ending loop um (laughs) you know that was one that i didn't watch as a kid i didn't watch that until 20 until maybe a couple years ago uh and i was like why didn't anybody introduce me to this as a kid? Because I feel like it could have uh, been a great thing for me as a child. It is funny because I like I am constantly watching it. It's definitely something that I love and cherish, but I don't like recommend it to people because I feel like if you missed it, you don't. In my experience, like you don't like key into it again. You're like, yeah, what well, is nothing this? happens on that show. Like hundred percent. But yeah. when you're, but when you're, uh, you know, growing up, like everything happens on that show, you know, uh, 
I still found myself enjoying it upon first watch as an adult, but I definitely, yeah, understood like, okay, you would have enjoyed this 10 times more being Rory's age when you're watching it. Yeah, it's it's like I enjoy watching it over and over again because the drama will never actually reach something that makes me anxious. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started with the reboot, though, which I, okay. was strange. And I was like, what is this little world? I have to go right from the start. Go to the that's source. How, that's how it happened. Yeah. Um, so what other, like, cartoons did you watch as a kid? Um, I was... a I I was not a Disney kid as much as I was a Nickelodeon kid. Okay. So So you were cool. Yeah. Well, I find that when I when I say that uh a lot of people are surprised that I wasn't in the in the Disney world. Like I'd never watched even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire. I know those aren't cartoons, but um yeah, Hannah Montana, I never I I didn't watch any of them. I don't know why cuz I loved iCarly. Uh I loved uh, Victorious. I love the iCarly reboot that's happening right now. I I don't know quite why it works as well as it does, but I think it's very, very good. Uh, but going back to your question, cartoons, I was all in for Nickelodeon uh, all the time. And Harold was my favorite. And uh, As Told by Ginger was also uh, one of my favorites as well, which speaking of theme songs, I loved the Macy Gray theme song. I was going to say, speaking of famous theme songs, <laughs> yeah. that'll forever be in my head. Maybe maybe it's like a right brain, left brain thing with Disney and Nickelodeon. Maybe that's just oh, what it is. Oh, that's interesting. And Nickelodeon would be what side do you think? <gasps> I want to say left because I put all my cool things on my left. Like when I had a, a industrial piercing, I like put it over there. My first like... rebel thing i don't even know why that is okay so if you're yeah if you're smart if you're left-brained you like nickelodeon there you i get it and if you're stupid you you like disney and you heard it yeah but yeah (laughs) but you know what um the one cartoon i did really love on disney was courage the cowardly dog and the reason that i think i loved that show so much is because uh growing up my dad and i would watch uh the twilight zone you uh-huh. know from the 50s and it soon became one of my favorite shows it's the one thing that my father and i did together uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's why i liked courage so much because it was kind of anthology based it was creepy very very weird and out there obviously and it just had that kind of a uh, uh horror anthology but for children aspect to it and i think that that is because of the twilight zone that i would watch with my dad so thanks dad thanks dad (laughs) (laughs) where did you grow up i grew up in pittsburgh pennsylvania uh have you ever been no tell me about it uh okay (laughs) paint the picture picture hills Mm. and bridges Mm -hmm. and confusing roads love it and suburbs okay cool 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 and an amazing regional theater there you go (laughs) (laughs) um it was great yeah i grew up in pittsburgh i went to school in pittsburgh as well college i went to the university of pittsburgh um so i was like there you know until i was 22 i never really spent much time elsewhere uh and it was it was definitely motivating to be nudged in between Point Park University and CMU uh, in college because even though our theater department was a bit overlooked because of that, I was able to, you know, I would go to a lot of the CMU shows and a lot of the Point Park shows and I was really, really blown away. And it was uh, one of those moments in school because I I didn't go in with a theater major, but I I would go to see those shows and I would be like, well, um, I like the fire was lit under me and I, I switched my major to theater and, um, you know, not to my parents' wishes. They're very supportive, but they just, you know, they worried about like a financially stable career for me, which I understand. Yeah. Didn't understand at the time, but I understand as an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, yeah, it was very motivating to be uh, in between those two conservatories. Cause you know, yeah. those, those kids go out of those schools, like, Boom, I'm ready for Broadway. As did you. I wouldn't say that. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, I very much the opposite. I even though I got great uh great training 
at, at Pitt, I, I don't think I, I don't think I quite knew myself well enough to know confidently where I wanted to fit yeah. in the industry. I, I moved to New York very quickly after graduation, about a year after, and then I started to find myself a bit more. It, it was helpful to to be in a city like New York, where teenage repressed Rocky could now have the world in the palm of his gay little hand, figure out whatever I needed to figure out. So uh, it definitely helped me become more comfortable in my own skin. Not to like have like a a RuPaul moment, but it's like, isn't that always kind of like the theme where you find once you understand yourself, work will come that fits you in a way that excites you and like celebrates you. And I feel like going through like school theater programs and then hopping out, you're just kind of like hungry to do anything. And for some people that really works and it picks up and they get to like figure it out as they're running. But like for me personally, like that's not how things went. And it wasn't really until my late twenties where I started to have like a good solid idea of like, what I want to say and how I want to say it that I think my art started to like flourish in a way that makes me feel good as opposed to just like mm-hmm. a thing that I do you know that makes that makes total sense and relating that to you know the the audition world the the theater world I found myself going to every call even without doing all of the research because well and and I think it is important to get your to get your feet wet and go to the things that you can go to to get yourself out there right upon moving to New York but I I look back and I wasn't thinking with myself in mind Mm -hmm. I was going to these calls to certain ones because I felt like I had to and not because I really felt like I fit and like I was prepared and like I could walk into the room confidently because that first year especially, I still was nowhere near as comfortable in my skin as I am, like you said, now in my late 20s. I, I would go into these rooms and and I, I have a lot of anxiety. So just even seeing the 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 physical differences between me and some of these uh, well it's not some like a, a lot mm-hmm. of these other guys uh, would very easily feel inferior uh, and that's not to say anything against anybody else it was a me dealing with me thing but I don't think that I was anywhere near as mentally prepared going into those audition scenarios uh, I would and it got to the point where I when I wasn't booking things, I was very discouraged. And, and for a while, I wouldn't even go because I just knew that I was going to leave kind of feeling like crap because it became such a pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it was difficult. You know, you go to like, for example, you go to a Book of Mormon call and it's like, why am I six inches shorter than everybody here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's 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 tough this 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 business this business is tough we're the first people to ever say that Uh, yeah i mean there's just a lot there's a lot that happens when you a move to new york for the first time b you're 22 like you have so many adventures to have and their life is so long that it's just like it'll happen when it happens if it doesn't happen that's a problem for somebody else but like not for me today Mm -hmm. oh to be 22 again what were you doing at 22 ryan um i had moved home so i moved home after graduating college and i like two weeks after graduation got a job selling women's shoes at macy's in a suburban mall and i just had this moment where i was like wait what like I've just been going, 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 went to school, got my degree, went to school out of state. And all of a sudden I'm like back home. And I was very just kind of rudderless, I guess. I was like, is this what life is? Is this what you do? 
but I took that year at home and I, I worked locally in the Portland area and was lucky enough to have booked a few things while I was there. So it gave me confidence to move to the city and I moved here at 23. 23. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a wild adventure selling women's shoes. Oh my gosh. And it's so easy when you're gay because you just have to be like, Oh my God, <laughs> those orange pumps are so in. And you're like, sold. <laughs> you know, I can't say that there, I try to think of, some life scenarios where uh, the odds are in our favor being gay. Mm -hmm. And while there aren't a whole lot that come to mind immediately, selling women's shoes definitely might be at the top of the list there. Definitely top of my list. Yeah, it took me a long time. One of my favorite things about me is being gay, and I think that's fun. Um, But yeah, Yeah. that's been an an adventure for sure. One of my favorite things about you is you're being gay thank you thank you so much so we have that in common i'm gonna write that as the first <laughs> first review of the podcast ryan great gay <laughs> great gay great theme song <laughs> <laughs> how did we even meet i think for some reason it has to be at 54 below in my mind not that i was there a lot um oh no no you're right you're right because through sean yes. sean doherty for anybody yes. listening stream um, boys in the backseat new single called boys in the backseat that's <laughs> it's very wonderful very talented performer songwriter new single coming soon i don't know when because i don't think he posted it on his instagram story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we were doing the same cabaret series at 54 below sean and i uh where we were workshopping our own shows and then we had like final performances Mm -hmm. it 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 felt very uh what i imagine a final showcase with a conservatory would be like i was very nervous for that night it was very that i mean i very clearly thought you were talented and fun because here we are sitting years later so you did a good job yeah here thanks 54 below thanks 54 below i guess that's a good segue because i want to talk to you about your comedy because i think that it's just like spot on for i don't even want to say it's niche but just like a very specific set of funnies about being a musical theater performer and even just like your series of doing cabarets that aren't really about anything and how how does that thank you happen like how how did you start defining your comedic voice um so i don't want to like frame it as all at all of like having been grateful for the time that was allotted to us in this past year because i'm i'm uh i've always loved making sketches and skits and 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 doing all of that but i i think the timing of this past year and a half mixed with the the nature of the tiktok platform Mm -hmm. Uh, helped me find a way to just maybe start building a portfolio of sorts. That's what I was, that's what I had begun using TikTok for eventually once I found out where I fit on it. And once I found that community of artists that was also in the little theater TikTok bubble, you know, I really started using it to try to hone my writing, uh, to try to develop and advance my music comedy. I I work with Logic Pro, the software. So I was using TikTok and Logic as a way to flesh out my ideas and then have a place to put them. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was really taken aback last year when the song, this song I wrote called I'm an Accountant just started going around and 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 taking off and it became really motivating for me because it was the first time that anything I'd ever done had gotten a response like that and and I know that the nature of TikTok is that some things just randomly like I know it was it was completely random but to have had that kind of thing happen just made me want to really focus more on using TikTok and other social media for my comedy. 
as opposed to what TikTok is mostly used for, which is the, you know, the trends and the, and the lip syncs. And, and I can scroll through that for hours, but I found that it was really fulfilling to be using it to do something creatively for myself, to try to, like I said, build that portfolio and also to cope with a lot of the anxieties that, yeah. that came with last year. And, and I, I never held myself to any like schedule. I'm not a, a person who was telling myself I need to do this every day uh, and do it, you know, post two times a day and do 10 hashtags and do, like, I, I don't have the energy for that for, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I would just be like, Rocky, this is a, you really like this platform when you have an idea, just like flesh it out, make it, put it out. And that started to become enough and it started to become fulfilling and, and, um, and it's brought a lot of a lot of nice opportunities along with it, and I'm 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 really grateful for that. And I I I just like also parodying the actor community. I think it's something that we're both really close to. So you know, it's niche in that way where the the community of people auditioning in New York City can see stuff like that. And and there's lots of accounts on the theater TikTok that that parody the actor life and i think that it is something that is very unifying kind of that group misery aspect of it is very is very funny i love it and yeah just going back to like your song kind of taking off there's just there's a magic in feeling seen that i think expands to all aspects of your life like if you're looking for a partner and like seeing having someone like fully see you is kind of always the goal or as a creator feeling like somebody is seeing and like understanding your work. And that's just like a galvanizing force that I'm glad you've been able to like take and move into this direction. Cause I think you're very good at it. Thanks. Yeah, babe. It gave me a lot of, it gave a lot, me a lot of encouragement. Um, and honestly, when the accountant song started to circulate and and have those those viral moments i really started to consider myself more of a writer than a performer which is a strange thing because i i've only been writing for a few years but i think that it sometimes brings me a bit more joy these days i i write music and a lot of the times the things I write I don't want to be the one singing uh, I, I like to write for other artists I get a lot of joy out of doing that and uh, I think I would have a lot more fun writing a musical than uh, than performing in one and that's you know that's with some amendments yeah. like I want to play Bach, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want a government and, job. Yeah, like <laughs> I want to play LeFou in something, uh, in some production <laughs> in of something. the Beast somewhere. Just LeFou. Yeah, LeFou <laughs> yeah. in Waitress, LeFou in <laughs> Les Mis. But, you know, but yeah, but like, you know, I, I, I know the roles that exist right now that would bring me joy to perform. Mm -hmm. uh, but the idea of of like writing a musical has been just as exciting these days. And I'm trying to navigate that new uh, kind of passion that has developed in the last year and a half. So um, I'm kind of figuring out where that, where that might fit now that uh, things are opening back up. Well, I mean, Vin Diesel did say Fast and the Furious could be a musical. So. Yeah, he did. And, and, <laughs> Well, and you know what? I, I think that I can't uh, move forward with this Fast and Furious uh, musical that I've that I've that I started on TikTok without any intent. Like I wasn't trying to make that a Ratatouille thing. It was, I, again, just like a silly little thing. But then everyone started telling me that a parody musical of it already exists in L.A. So uh. like, that's fine. I'm sure that's much better than anything I could ever do. And I would love to see it sometime. <laughs> 
but I, I don't think I would be the one at the helm of the Fast and Furious musical, unfortunately. Oh, well, there's always the next one. Yeah, there's always the next Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Maybe the Hunger Games. I don't know. Ooh, yes, dark. <laughs> so, Rocky, you are a lover of Nickelodeon, a very sweet and loving person who is a writer, creator, comedian, wonderful singer. And I just have to ask you, why are you like this? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was thinking about this question because I know that it's something you ask midway through. And um, I did sit down a couple of days ago and, and think about it. And I boiled it down to a couple things that I think can branch off into other things. And what I, what I came up with is that I am like this because one, I'm afraid of dying. And two, I feel like in my life right now, I have to make up for a lot of lost time because I grew up, you know, terribly repressed, terribly afraid, and didn't allow myself the luxury, I guess I would have considered it at the time, to just find out what brings me joy and what brings me happiness and and find out what gifts I have to to do whatever with. And and I didn't for so long, I didn't even give myself a second thought. And in these last couple of years, especially, I have grown to know myself a lot better. And I think that it has leveled me off significantly as as a person, because when you don't know yourself, you start harboring a lot of negative emotions. You know, I know that in this business, especially when you're trying to break in, we all carry that, that, uh, that spite and that envy at times and that, that cynicism and, and, uh, and a lot of negative things and those things still exist, but I feel like I'm a lot more self-aware as a person now and I can recognize these, these things. And I have a better sense of what I'm good at and what makes me unique. And I can hold on to that now instead of focusing on that other stuff. I'm not going to say that happens perfectly all the time. Right. But what I'm learning is that 
you know, it, it, it's, it's such a cliche, but what people say about every, everything, everybody being on their own timeline and, and, and all of that is really, really true because in life right now, I'm very, very motivated and very grateful to have a better sense of what I believe that I can offer to the community, uh, the arts community, what I can offer to myself as a person, what I can offer to other people. And it's a, it's a daily struggle because growing up with that kind of repression and that kind of, uh, adverse reaction to anything that could make you happy because it is quote unquote wrong. When you carry that with you for so many years, it, it bleeds into every area of your life. It bleeds into friends. It bleeds into relationship, how you relate to your family as an adult Mm -hmm. and professionally too, because you're focusing so much outward and not focusing on yourself and uh, i i'm probably rambling a little bit but i i'm just at this point in my life i am much more okay with who i am and that feels good and that didn't feel good for a long time um so it feels good that that feels yeah, good. absolutely and it, it feels good to say i you know what? I would love to be Bach. I would love to be LeFou. Uh, I don't need this preconceived notion of uh, not being enough because I'm not the Gaston or the Fiero. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I, I think I'm also realizing just by talking to you that I, I, I guess I really do want to play LeFou. Because I've said it a couple times. I mean, now. you would be you'd be great in Waitress as LeFou. I love that track. It just it just like uh, came to mind as we were talking earlier, and then I just said it a second time. So I guess I maybe have a new dream role. Well, and it's one of those things. Like also, like thank you for sharing. That was very very beautiful. And there, you're not even kind of sort of out of time. I know that me saying that isn't gonna like help anything, um, but I have to tell you that to myself all of the time because um between like 25 to 28 i went through just a lot of like too much drinking not taking care of myself doing the same thing and expecting it to give a different result burning out spending all my money in new york like all this shit that i had to take myself out of the equation i had the luxury of going back to my parents house and being able to step out and being able to find myself again and to find my center and what makes me happy and what makes me tick and why I want to do this to step back into this world that I love. And um, yeah, it just happens when it happens. But I understand that that feeling of like, oh shit, I feel like I'm behind everyone because of age or time and it's it that's just like not real yeah yeah and not even not even professionally but personally too you know this last year and a half a lot of bridges that i thought were burned with some people because of my past immaturity were were restored and that's been really really lovely as well because and and it's 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 only spoken further to the wanting to make up for lost time you know falling having falling outs with with people are not fun no and and if they are people that mean a lot to you and and that there's still a hope that those relationships can be restored you know this past year and a half has really made like lit that fire as well. And, and a few people who I thought that I would never have a friendship with again, uh, we've started to make amends and, and figure it out again. And it's been really, really a wonderful thing. And so that, that fuels me as well, because I want to, I, I I think that I have the self-awareness and humility now to be treating people better than 
I have in the past. And I know that I'm, I'm probably not giving myself enough grace because uh, it, it, I feel like I always think of it as worse than, an ac- than it actually is. Uh, that's what my therapist says as well. I'm, I'm aware of this. Uh, but, you know, I really hyper-focused on the ways that I let things fall apart with people. And a few years ago, I would have pushed that down. And I also said, no, you know what? Yeah, I did these things, but the things that they did were worse. And so I'm, uh, I'm to blame, but I'm less to blame. And at this point in life, it to me does not that none of that matters if 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 these are if you mean a lot to them and they still mean a lot to you and there is a reason and a hope on both sides for things to be repaired um i oh, i i think it's worth a shot yeah it's like in wicked we both have blame to share but oh none gosh. of it seems to matter anymore <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, which has me thinking about Bach. <laughs> uh, Rocky, what music do you listen to? I listen to pop music mostly. Um, I got really into folk music last year with the release of Folk. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I listen to, yeah, mostly pop music. I really like... Uh, uh, this just came to mind, and I'm gonna lean into it. I like listening to orchestrated versions of like video game soundtracks. Uh, for example, Zelda. Okay. I I love a good orchestral arrangement of The Legend of Zelda. Um, I I have been oh my gosh, I've been starting to like listen to uh you know hip hop a little bit more. Okay. And I I've also started to dive into like you were talking about earlier, those uh, 80s inspired sounds as well. What about you? They're coming back. I mean, I love a po- I love a pop girly. Um, my like genre of music is like if you were on Disney Channel, but now you sing about sex, like then I probably love your album. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now, and now, who are those? Who are those Disney people for you? Miley. Miley, of course. I mean, Miley is my girl, leaps and bounds. Um, yeah. Yeah, Demi Lovato, I think, has one of the greatest voices uh, ever. She doesn't write very well, in my particular opinion, but they got vocals for days. Vocals for days. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, uh, I mean, I, I feel like everybody has their. I say everybody, but maybe you know, every queer person has their pop icon and. You know, for me, it's Taylor. Yeah. It's just, and I, I, I don't know if, if you know of my Taylor obsession, but uh, I just find it really beautiful the way that she writes. And I gotta sound like the most basic person in the world. Folklore came at an incredible time for me last year. Uh, and listening to that uh, in Texas, my, my boyfriend and I went to Texas for a good part of last year to stay with his uh, parents and their very tucked away and spacious property. Love. Um, and I was just I, like, I listened to it at midnight with this dim in this dimly lit living room. I had my best friend. Uh, we synced up pressing play on the album and we were just like texting about it the whole time. It was a very, very uh, beautiful night. Uh, And then with with Evermore as well. Yeah, so music, uh, mostly Taylor, and then I'll defend Carly Rae Jepsen's honor till the day I die. Of course. I, one thing that I did love about the past year with music was like midnight releases feeling like we were with each other in a way that we couldn't be. Um, I'm like very active on Twitter and it it was nice to have those moments even when it was albums that I was like oh okay cool like an album's coming out um but to be able to like press play and then feel a sense of community through all of us Mm. listening at the first time I was like oh yeah this is really really cool absolutely rain on me comes to mind specifically for midnight release i think everybody was staying up Mm -hmm. till midnight for that oh my god the transition into 911 blew my mind yeah yeah and and 
I, I think it's so great that Chromatica is kind of getting a resurgence with, with the remixes this year. I, I think it just kind of came out at a, a, a strange time because it didn't quite get that like super hyped response when it first came out. I was, of course, listening, and I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone's tweeting now, like, Chromatica finally getting the recognition recognition it deserves and, and all of that. Uh, totally feel you, though, on the way music was released last year, because what else did anyone have to be doing? We could all come together and enjoy it or not enjoy it, but regardless, talk about it. I love it. What's your favorite part about being gay? Um, my favorite part about being gay these days is being proud to say that I am gay. Love that. Because this is something that in, in, in my environment growing up and, and my personal circumstances has been very difficult to say and not just to say, but to authentically feel. So I still feel like such a baby. I, I, I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, experience. I've been in a, a relationship for five years and, and it's lovely and, 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 and wonderful. And, and my partner and I have been through so much this past year and a half. Um, but my own personal relationship with being gay is something that requires, uh, daily effort still sometimes depending on you know the the time or, or what i'm what i might be going through because it is a lot to chip away at so for me it is enough just to be able to say and feel that that the pride mm -hmm. and the and the belonging and the worthiness to be in the same room as anybody else you know uh it, it's been hard to get to that place and and i i don't know what the future holds, but I, I know that I am going to continue trying to hold on to that pride and to actively fight against those feelings that I grew up with uh, of, of the shame and the guilt. Catholic guilt, you know, Ugh, it's, a, it's, it's weird. I, do, you, do you relate to this? I, I don't know. I did not grow up uh, religious. My religious experience was for like a solid year. I really wanted to go to church so we went to a lutheran church i got confirmed and then we oh. left what was your confirmation name may i we ask? didn't get that in the lutheran church oh yeah so my in my confirmation i'm pretty sure was like fake i like it felt more like hanging out with friends i remember getting kicked out of class because me and my friend's story were talking about how jesus had eight abs on the cross they always they always like sculpt him that way. yeah <laughs> It's a it's a bit bizarre. Um, so yeah, I got to skip the the church guilt from it, but I mean, we all we all have our own journeys and struggles, and I don't I don't think you should ever think that you are less than or a baby or not experienced in being queer because it it's uniquely yours and it's a special part of you that I adore, um, and I'm sure other people do as well. Mm -hmm. So. And you have, like, a wonderful partner of five years. I don't. So, you know, it's like we all have different We all have different areas of our life where uh, we know a little you more. You can borrow them for a couple of days if you want. I mean, sure. Yeah, we, I'm down the street. He's really funny. He does improv. Oh, great. Maybe you can keep him then. You're like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> well, Rocky... As we wind down the podcast, I ask this of all my guests, do you have any questions for me? Uh, this is something I also thought about. I do. Great. My first question is, okay, I, I think I have a few questions. One, mm -hmm. you like the Halloween season, right? Because you're gay. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't like being scared. I don't like being scared. Okay. Yeah. So not horror movies, but Halloween. I'm more like home. Season. Yeah, more like home goods. Then I am like spooky. Scary. Okay. Yeah. Aesthetic pumpkins, mm -hmm. all that decorative. Gotcha. Very that. Uh, what about costumes? Because my question is if you had an unlimited budget mm. and resources, what would be your like Heidi Klum level 
Halloween Ooh, costume? Yeah. And how would you execute it? That's good. I so oh gosh. So right now, the thing that comes to mind, which I don't think I need Heidi Klum money, but I probably need just like, I don't know, a steady <laughs> job. Um, I <laughs> want to find a way to be Madeline for uh, Halloween. The like the, the blue dress and the hat. The, yeah. The girl. Uh-huh. Um, but turns out getting a dress like that, um, the prices spike on Etsy this time of year. And I should have planned in like April. Mm-hmm. As soon as September hits, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was, and they don't have Madeline at Spirit Halloween. I don't think they don't. And fools, <laughs> how dare they? Don't they know? Don't they know this used to be a Planet Fitness? Um, <laughs> I would love to knock that one on the park. I would love to have one. Hol- like, I feel like Halloween. I love the season. I love like the vibe. I love the change of seasons. Physical Halloween always feels a bit like New Year's Eve to me, where there's a lot of expectation because we're gay for it to be the best thing ever. <laughs> Same with Pride. Yeah. Same with Pride, where they come around and it's like, this is gonna be great. And then I just like burn out so fast. I, I don't think I've ever properly gone out like, you know, to Hell's Kitchen, for example, on Halloween or like on Halloween weekend. Um, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm very much a Halloween homebody, I would say, cause mm-hmm. I love horror movies. So on Halloween, I love to just sit and just watch all the horror movies that I love. You know, I, I do the pumpkin carving, like, uh, I'm, I guess I'm not a big Halloween partier. We did have a Halloween party a couple years ago and I went as sexy Paddington. Ooh, how, how did you execute this, this look? I stole a. Sorry, uh, with theft. <laughs> I, I stole a, a jacket from. It, it was a staff cater jacket that was like they were throwing it out because it was so used. So I stole it. I cut it. I dyed it blue, um, and then I found the hat and like found, I bought like bear claws and then I wrote on the tag, you know, please watch after this bear, put it on the jacket. Cause that's what it says on the actual costume. Um, and it was like crop top. Ooh. Like it was a very, it was like a very gay costume. Um, and I was showing maybe more skin than I've ever shown in a costume before. Uh, so I was very uh, nervous, but it went well. It was fine. Yeah. I fully support your Madeline. Look. Right. I think it'd be cute. It's either, and then I, I mean, I always end up being like, eh, I'll just be sexy Winnie the Pooh and get a red crop top and like run around in my underwear. Yeah. You're saying you have done that before? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the, there's the, the costumes where you're like, I don't really know where this night is going or what is happening. So I don't need like a headpiece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. (laughs) Imagine us going out as, as, uh. Paddington and Pooh, just yeah. like the two sexiest bears that ever did exist. Just two men under five, under five six, just right Yeah, yeah, two two LeFous just bumping around Hell's Kitchen. I say we do it this year. Let's go wild. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't because on Halloween I'll be uh, singing at fifty four below. I really will. Can you believe? That is amazing. We're back, baby. Theater is back theater's back because i'm back at 54 and that is how you know (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh i love that yeah i'm excited i think things are going to be super great for you i think you have like a strong sense of self that you have just beautifully talked about in this episode and i i thank you for being so open and so sharing thank you if you ever and and i'm it goes without without saying big fan of yours as well your every every interaction we've had has always been so lovely and i'm just sad that we have not had more i know let's do that more now that we're here and level-headed people let's do that yeah we're we're let's let's be audition buddies next oh god i can't stand next to you (laughs) famous (laughs) (laughs) you think you think bernie telsey cares about that (laughs) i don't know Uh, he might i don't know (laughs) bernie if you know sound off in the comments uh hi (laughs) if you're listening (laughs) this is it this is your moment 
<laughs> Where can the children find you, babe? Uh, you can find me in Harlem. Mm-hmm. You can find me um, <laughs> at 54 Below on Halloween. Okay, okay. Uh, you can find me on TikTok also. My handle is Rocky's Road. And then I'm on Instagram as well. There you go. And Twitter, but I'm very bad at Twitter. I'm no you on Twitter. <laughs> I just, it's like every third photo is me in my underwear. That's just how you do Twitter. <laughs> it's not like a, it's no genius happening here. Yes, it is. Come on. Uh, well, thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you again. This has been such a lovely chat. I can't wait for us to take yeah. over Halloween. And until next time, <gasps> yes. y'all. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.